Welcome to another episode of D-List of the Podcast. I'm Michael Kay. And I'm Allison. So before we get started, uh, we want to acknowledge two deaths that happened this week. Mm-hmm. Um, well, celebrity deaths. Deaths happened every minute, but these are celebrity deaths. So the first is Keel Raston, who was Charles' husband of 40 years and the father of her only child, Shell Raston, who he is like 70s soap opera hot. Have you oh seen gosh. him? I haven't seen him. Look, I didn't even know that Charo had a husband, to be honest. What? I thought that she Allison, was like, I thought she was like a They single... don't teach this in school in Canada? No, my, my public education failed me, obviously. Um, Charo seems like she's like like a single lady out on the town. So it kind of shocked me to learn that she had a husband and one for 40 years, too. 40 years, her second husband. Um, he died by suicide on Monday at his home in Beverly Hills. He was 78. So Charo was home at the time, which just makes Poor awful more awfuler. Yeah. Um, so Charo said in a statement that Keel was recently diagnosed with a rare skin disease called some shit I'm not even going to try to pronounce, is bulbous pempigold. I pronounced it wrong, but um, it causes blistering. So because of chronic blistering, so because of the disease and all the meds he had to take, he fell into a deep depression and couldn't take it anymore. Oh, that's so sad. It is sad. Charo is a, a light. She's yeah. pure sunshine. She brings happiness to many, including this gay. So when she's sad... We're all sad. So somebody should put a shutter over the sun because if she's in darkness, we're going to be in darkness. Yeah, and Charles only deserves happiness in this life. And a few days before his death, mm-hmm. Charo posted this highly inspirational speech on Instagram. I posted it on the delisted Instagram. But she's but she says, like, if you're having a caca day, touch a mirror ball. And everything will be good. So that makes us even sadder. If you have a bad day, that everything you touch turn into caca, the mirror ball is the answer. It's magic, it's light, it's energy. And right away you get the feeling that everything is going to be okay. Yeah, I watched that video probably about 20 times. I loved it. With that and this news of his death is just sad. So Mm. rest in peace. Yes. And Carl Lagerfeld, or Cunty Carl, as I call him on the site, he died Tuesday morning in Paris. His cause of death wasn't released, but it was reported that he was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer. So Carl was 85. Uh, he was the creative director of Fendi and Chanel for a million years. And yes, he was known for being a fashion icon and changing Chanel, but he was also known for being a professional hater, pretty much, in every (laughs) sense of the word. Like, he hated fat people. He hated ugly people. He hated Pippa Middleton people. (laughs) Just everybody. Except his um, fluffy white angel, Chopin, which we'll get into later. But you know what? I'd say give give Chopin, like, another year, and Carl would have probably come after her, too. She would have gotten old, yeah. Yeah. So... In honor of Kunti Carl, I want to share two quotes of his okay. that are pure. So the first one is, it's, I hate ugly people. Very depressing. That's it. It's simple, straight, to the point, Kunti. I hear like, that they're engraving that on his uh, memorial. Well, there's a lot they can engrave on his yeah. memorial. So there's also this one. 
Sweatpants are a sign of defeat. You lost control of your life, so you bought some sweatpants. <laughs> I mean, and I'm wearing sweatpants right now, and I've definitely lost control of my life. Oh my god, Michael, I'm wearing a whole sweatsuit right now. I'm wearing a sweatshirt and sweatpants. <laughs> Have you lost control of your life? Oh, it's gone. It went off the rails years ago. So he was he was right about that. He was yeah. right about that. So farewell, <laughs> Cunty Carl. So yeah. now let's move on from death to the death of a career, uh-huh. I guess, if this turns out to be true. So Jesse Smollett. Smollett? Smollett. Yeah. So most of you have definitely heard about the Jesse Smollett saga. But just in case, I'm going to try and catch you up real quick. But real quick is probably like 45 minutes because there's a lot here. There's yeah, a lot to deep. unpack. So Jesse Smollett plays Jamal Lyon on Empire. He's openly gay and openly a hater of Trump. On January 29th, Jesse had just gotten into Chicago where Empire films. He was um, coming back from New York City and he went to Subway near his apartment to get some eats. It was about two in the morning. There's a version that came out from police sources, but I'm going to tell the version that he told Robert Roberts on Good Morning America a couple of weeks after he says he was attacked. Yes. So Jesse told Robin that he was on the phone with his manager, Brandon Z. Moore, at the time, walking back from the subway with, you know, a footlong in hand, a salad in hand, when someone yelled empire at him. Jesse didn't say anything, and then the man yelled, this is MAGA country, along with some gay-hating and racist slurs. And then the man punched Jesse. Jesse says he punched the guy back and they fought. And then a second attacker, and they were all wearing ski masks, these attackers. So the second one came out and kicked Jesse. Eventually, the attacker stopped and ran off. And that's when Jesse realized that a rope was hanging around his neck. And he also realized that his manager was still on the line. Mm -hmm. So his manager reportedly told police that he heard the attacker scream, this is MAGA country. It was like it was like horrible. I remember reading that story and I felt so sick to my stomach. Like well, was, I believed it. it. I believed so I. every word of it. Oh, so did I. I was like, this is a tragedy. This is horrible. And then. Well, I believed it at the time because, yeah. first of all, why would you make that shit up? Yeah, exactly. Second of all, there was a report that a little over a week before the attack, a death threat was sent to Fox Studios in Chicago. It was written out in cutout magazine letters, you know, like serial killer style. Like stereo- a stereotypical uh, threatening letter. Yeah, in a yeah. Lifetime movie. Mm-hmm. And addressed to Jesse. Mm-hmm. And the return address was just MAGA. So Chicago... <laughs> just MAGA. Yeah, just MAGA. So Chicago BD apparently tried to find surveillance footage of the actual attack, but couldn't. The only footage they you know, found that was of use to them, they say, was this grainy footage of two men walking near the attack at the time of the attack. Mm -hmm. They called them persons of of interest. So Jesse told Robin that he believed the people, the two people in that um, picture were his attackers. Mm -hmm. There was also surveillance footage, or not surveillance footage, but yeah, I guess it's surveillance footage from Jesse's apartment building of him walking in with a rope. So there's that as well. Yeah. Well, police say they identified the two figures and their brothers named, get ready for me to butcher the shit out of this, Alabinjo Asandero and Abimbola Asandero. They go by Ola and Abel. 
So they're of Nigerian descent and were born and raised in Chicago. So they were also extras on Empire and worked out with Jesse at the gym that he goes to from time to time. Yikes. You know where this is going. Well, you obviously know where this is going. So they flew to Nigeria the day of the attack. And when they got back, they were taken in at O'Hare. Police searched their apartment and found bleach and and cut-up magazines. Oh, boy. Yeah. So Ola and Abel were released without being charged. Chicago PD said that the brothers gave them evidence that shifted the trajectory of the investigation. Which is like, that's like fancy talk for saying like, something in the milk isn't clean. Exactly. Well, no, I think something in the milk isn't clean is the technical term. But the term that they used is for the public, for the dumb public to know. Yeah. But something in the milk is the technical term. So they didn't say what the evidence was, but police sources said that it's receipts. Literally. So yeah. they had receipts from the bleach they bought at the hard, or sorry, the rope they bought at the mm-hmm. hardware store in Chicago. So the brothers also supposedly told police that Jesse paid them $3,000 to stage the attack and promised to give them $500 more when they get back from Nigeria. <laughs> so Jesse, <laughs> at the time when he, when he interviewed with Robin Roberts, we didn't know any of this. It was, we didn't know about the Nigerian brothers. Mm-hmm. So he denied it to Robin Roberts that it was staged because there was you know, people saying, oh, this shit is staged, it's a hoax. So he denied that. He said it happened. You know, at first it was a thing of like, listen, if I tell the truth, then that's it, because it's the truth. Mm-hmm. Then it became a thing of like, oh, how can you doubt that? Like, how do you, how do you not believe that? It's the truth. And then it became a thing of like, oh, it's not necessarily that you don't believe that this is the truth. You don't even want to see the truth. And after the news came out about the brothers, how the brothers accused him of orchestrating it, he put he put out another statement through his lawyer saying that he's the victim of a hate crime and he's being victimized once again by these alleged perpetrators. He denied having any part of the attack. Yeah, except that the brothers have so much evidence they've got like more evidence allegedly than one of, reportedly yeah, yeah allegedly but they have more alleged evidence than one of the like more laughable episodes of law and order like it's like they have rope they have a receipt for rope they have footage of them walking to go buy rope they probably have like a facebook post being like hey guys be right back just gonna go buy some rope and does anyone know where i can get some rope a yelp review i got really great rope from this hardware store my friend jesse came with us he paid so there's also apparently elevator footage from Jesse's apartment building of them all together that night. Um, It's also alleged that they rehearsed the attack like a few days before, and they chose a spot thinking that surveillance cameras were there would capture it all, which didn't. They chose the wrong spot, allegedly. So the FBI are reportedly also looking into that magazine cutout death threat that was sent to... Fox Studios because mm-hmm. they believe that Jesse may have sent it himself and a source all these f- damn sources it's this is the source's dream come true story <laughs> so sources at CBS said that Jesse came up with the attack idea after the death letter death threat letter didn't get enough attention so he hasn't been charged with anything but apparently there's going to be a grand jury very soon to go over all of the evidence. That sounds like OJ. 
like the grand jury, like a grand jury means that it's like serious, right? Like it's like a televised. Well, they're just going to go over all the evidence to see if they're going to pursue charges. He hasn't been charged with anything. Right. I've already like fast forwarded to the dramatic. Yeah. We're not at the trial. We're not at the trial yet. But so motive. The century. Yeah. Let's talk motive. So Jesse told Robin Roberts that he thinks it's because he goes hard after Trump. So that these attackers were Trump supporters and were, you know, getting at him. Right. But sources say Jesse staged the attack because he was about to be written off Empire. Now, both Fox and Empire's creators deny that he's ever, that he was ever going to be written off, that that is never going to happen. Right. So that's that for now. Mm -hmm. I'm sure... By the time this podcast goes up, there'll be 10 million updates because this story I like can't keep up. Oh, no. It's like every time I open Twitter, you know, when you go to like the little magnifying glass icon, the one that's like, here's what's going on, right? Yeah, like trending. Yeah, trending. Exactly. Or magnifying glasses, I like to call it. Um, The technical term. The technical term. Yeah, the Angela Lansbury one. So every time I click on the magnifying glass, there's always a new Jussie update. And it's never good. It gets worse. Like, it's gone from, like, it might be a hoax to they're pretty sure it's a hoax to here's how this hoax happened to um, <laughs> Jesse Smollett career over over hoax. Like, it's, yeah, it's not going to be good. I know I'm gonna, if I open up my phone right now, there's probably going to be, like, footage of Jesse rehearsing the yes. attack first. Also, it, how actor- In a studio. Yeah, I was going to say, how actory is that, by the way, to be like, okay, I'm going to pay you $3,500, but we need to get in a, at least one run-through first. I know, say what you want. Yeah, say what you want, but at least he's a pro. He's a professional. But this may be like the only time that I truly wish there was a hate crime involved. Because it's like... <laughs> Because it's just like making it up is just a new layer of what the fuck. The people and myself are like, please let him be the victim of a hate crime because that would mean he's telling the truth. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Also, though, here's the thing. So one of the motives, like obviously the biggest motive they say is that he was going to get written off Empire. Yes. And after this hoax, like he's I could see Lee Daniels firing him from the show but i could also see him rehiring him as a writer because this is the most drama that has ever been on empire out of any episode yeah he should he should rehire like do you but do you think this was staged based on what you know based on what i know yeah i think so i mean i don't want to believe it like it's me it's me being like santa claus is real you can't tell me any different this this is the same situation for me where i do not want to believe it's a hoax but there's just so much like to quote you, there's so many receipts, literal receipts. And yeah, it, I think it's a hoax. I don't know. I'm still hanging on by a thread, hoping that, you know, the, I mean, the police have a history of pinning shit on people. Maybe. It's true. I mean, it's not looking good for Jesse, but may, maybe he was set up. Like maybe, like maybe yeah. he, and I actually thought about this early on when people were talking hoax, like maybe mm-hmm. He, like, took the last pack of baby wipes from Terrence Howard's trailer, <laughs> and Terrence is pissed, and he's getting back at him. He's going to get him fired off of this show by staging this, you know, by making it look like he staged his own hate crime. You might be right. I'm going to check Twitter just to see if you're right on that That's tr- trending topic number one. If you see baby fingers. wipes, if you see baby wipes number one, <laughs> you know I'm right. But, like, yeah. see, if Jesse made it all up, it makes things worse worse for victims of real you know hate crimes oh yeah and it also makes it worse for jesse because he probably is not going to be able to afford subway anymore 
No, that was his last foot long. So let's move on from that awful story to some good old-fashioned Miranda Lambert messiness. Hillbilly messiness. Miranda Lambert, she was dating that married musician dude, Evan Felcher, Felkner, Felcher, Felkner. (laughs) Um, She was dating him this summer. And he was very married at the time they got together. Mm-hmm. And he left his wife for Miranda. But when the divorce finalized in August, she dumped him. Because, you know, her, her cooch doesn't howl unless the man's got a wedding ring on. Yeah. So she has moved on to another married man. But there's a plot twist because she's married to this married man. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's a new one for her. So Miranda, who is 35, met 28-year-old NYPD officer slash aspiring model (laughs) cop slash aspiring model i love it so his name is brendan mclaughlin when um so she met him when she was performing with her group pistol annie's in times square last november so brendan was working the event because it's his jurisdiction or whatever you know he's a cop Mm -hmm. so pistol annie's met with the cops afterwards and when you know, Miranda and Brendan locked eyes, you know, it was love at first sight. It was some Romeo and Juliet shit. Mm-hmm. So they got secret married on February 16th at some farm. And Miranda announced it on Instagram. So they've been dating for like, how, that's math. So help me out here. Like uh, November, a December, month? Three months. Okay. <laughs> they met in November and they got married in February. And Wait, you say a you, month. Did you? Oh, she just played a show in Times Square. Yeah, in November. That's right. where they met. Okay. When For Good Morning America. You know those outdoor concerts? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so, so three months. Three months. So since no Miranda relationship is complete without some messiness, there's some messiness. So Brendan became a father just Get ready for some math, Allison. So oh, no. Brendan became a father just three days after meeting Miranda in November. So People Magazine says that Brendan made a baby with a woman named Kayla Redinger. At the time Brenda and Ke- um, Kayla made that baby, he was engaged to another woman named Jackie Bruno. When when Kayla was seven months pregnant, um, she, I think she found Jackie on social media told her that Brendan got her knocked up and she's living with him and his family. So that's when Kayla called off the wedding. Yeah. Jackie's mom, you know, told Radar that Brendan is trash, he's a cheater, blah, blah, blah. So Brendan lives in New York City and he plans to stay living in New York City because he's a cop and I Mm -hmm. guess he doesn't want to quit his job. And Miranda lives in Tennessee and has no plans to move to New York City. So TMZ says they're going to visit each other back and forth. Oh my God. I mean, it's a match made in cheating tramp heaven, really. It's Well, it's true. It's because, like, Miranda can, like, still sniff around for guys in, you know, her neck of the woods. And then, uh, what's his name? Officer... Brendan. <laughs> Officer Coozhound. Um, <laughs> he can, like, still hook up with chicks in New York City. Yeah, you're right. It is. It's perfect. He, I think, is her dream man mm-hmm. because he's allegedly a cheating slut. And Miranda yeah. loves it when her man is unavailable. So, like, her heart and her loins are going to skip a beat every time, you know, she catches him fucking some side piece in her barn. She has a barn, right? She has a barn. She definitely has a barn. Like, she lives for the drama. So, like, Applebee's, every Applebee's in the Nashville, New York City area better up their security because 
Miranda's gonna throw things when she shows up and finds Officer, what'd you call him? Officer Kuzhound. Yeah. On a date with somebody else. Oh my God. Michael, I love this story because when I first like heard about it, I was like, this is so country. This is so country music. It's a song. Yeah. It's a song. But then I realized like all the other players in the story are all from Staten Island. And I didn't realize that there was such a crossover between like country music and Staten Island. Like it's all kind of the same. You know, it really just goes to show us that we're all the same. We're all the same across this great country of yours. We're all cheating whores. Yep. Yeah. Basically. Exactly. Yeah. But like so, so everyone's you know saying oh that you know they're they're gonna last ten minutes, but this is really the love affair of our lifetime. Yeah. It's the love story of our lifetime. Like they're gonna make constellations out of them. <laughs> The 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 Horion. <laughs> Wait, what constellation is that a play on? Orion, right? Is that a constellation? Orion? Oh shit. <laughs> Orion then. Oh my god. Shut oh, up. You it. thought November there's only one month between November and February. I know I'm in no position to laugh. I'm too busy do I'm too busy knowing my constellations, apparently. oh my god well okay so i didn't think that we could top that story about miranda cheating um but i'm gonna try Oh, we still can this doesn't this doesn't but it's close to me so e-news uh has confirmed today that chloe kardashian um some people's favorite kardashian who who has uh, a favorite kardashian one of my friends. It's Chloe's their favorite. One of your friends named Malison. Yeah. Her name also, happens to be Malison. Also, I just did air quotes around friend. <laughs> yeah. So, so Chloe Kardashian and her um, boyfriend of about two years and father of her child, Tristan Thompson, are officially over. So Inu says it's done. They're, Chloe's back on the market. She's single. He's single. And it's... And I feel like we've heard this before. We oh. have. Yeah, but this, this time it's for good. This so, is my version. Allegedly, of Ground- yeah. This is my version of Groundhog Day: is waking up every day and reading news that Khloe Kardashian and Tristan are over. Emphasis so- on hog. <laughs> you said it, not me. So, um, the rumor is that, or like the news, it's actual news, is that um, Tristan was stepping out on her. Which I mean, that's not exactly a surprise because that's kind of been the theme of their relationship ever since the beginning but it's important this time because tristan was allegedly cheating on her well caught cheating kiss cheating not sex cheating that we know of yeah it's still the same canoodling cheating canoodling exactly with kylie jenner's best friend jordan woods so this is all a very new development it all allegedly happened over the weekend so um we've been told forever that chloe and tristan don't really hang out anymore and whatever but i guess tristan decided to be a good father and boyfriend on valentine's day and he flew to los angeles to spend valentine's day with chloe on thursday and then two three days later again more math three days one day later (laughs) yeah what (laughs) one day later in february on sunday night tristan thompson allegedly went to a house party where he was allegedly caught snuggling up those are TMZ's words, not mine. Snuggling up to Jordan. So they were apparently seen making out. Obviously, that's that's not good when you're su- allegedly supposed to be with Chloe uh, Kardashian. So- and Jordan and Kylie are like attached at the hips. Well, not that night. But like, doesn't Jordan live there? Jo- yeah, Jordan. And well, also Jordan was like the co-star of the short-lived tv series life of kylie oh yes yeah so and they do and sh- they do 
lip things to lip kit things together lip, sometimes. And, yeah. Right? Jordan is like formerly uh, had like a tooth gap. That's how you know Jordan. Jordan is Cl- Kylie's friend who had the tooth gap. She doesn't have it anymore. She got her teeth fixed. So Tristan, just to put things in perspective, Tristan's 27. Chloe is 34. Jordan's 21. Chloe and Tristan's daughter, True, is... Um, Wait, is this math again? <laughs> I know. This is basically grade three math class. So I'm sorry, everyone who had to like add up numbers. True is like a under a year old. Is o- is a year old. I think she's about to turn a year old. I mean, who cares? Who cares? But who cares about True? Um, this is fake. You think so? Oh my god, Allison. So, well, <laughs> Tristan, whatever, he tweeted and deleted fake news. But that's yes. part of the fakeness, for him to say it's fake. Yeah. So the new season of Keeping Up With Whatever, that mm-hmm. debuts in March. So oh. Pit Mama Chris is setting this up. And see, this is like this is like a soap opera. Because you know in soap operas how there's only so many cast members, so they have to, like, marry and fuck each other? And, like, bring some of them back from the dead and have, like, evil twin sisters and stuff? Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. But they only have so many, you know, people they, that can hook up. Right. So Jordan Woods, she's already on payroll. She's already a cast member. So then, you know, put Tristan and Jordan together. There you go. They're oh, keeping also- it in the coven. They are. Also, to make this even more of a soap opera... Um, Chloe hasn't said anything about it. Neither has Jordan. Um, Chloe's best friend, Malika Hack, again on the payroll. She's already a cast member. She allegedly commented on like an Instagram post about the whole thing saying strong facts. So as, assuming that she's confirming that. All she wrote was strong up. facts. So opposite of fake news. <laughs> oh, my God. You're right. <laughs> Orion. Wait, what did I call it before? Orion. Orion. <laughs> Orion. <laughs> Orion sounds like Orion when Orion goes to college and is like, I don't go by or- Orion anymore. I'm Orion. That's exactly what I meant. I mean, that's what the real astrologers call it. That's what. That's why I said it. But anyways, back to this shit. So this is yeah. this is made up. I mean, I think I, I, it sounds like it maybe is. Well, I think Chris saw Jesse Smollett getting all the attention. So she's like, we got to get it back. So it's either this or you know, stage an attack on Rob Kardashian. But since nobody cares about Rob, they went with this. Yeah, Chris is at the phone, like, with her finger on speed dial, being like, oh, God, please don't make me do another storyline with Rob. This is the part of the show where we go over five stories quickly-ish, starring with a royal Scientology couple. So Mm -hmm. Beck and Marissa Rabisi, she's... Giovanni Rabisi's twin sister Mm -hmm. they're getting a divorce he filed for divorce they've been together for 14 years and have two children together 14 year old Cosimo and 11 year old Tuesday so they really went all out with those names Um, they're both second generation Scientologists oh my gosh well so that's good news for you know any lucky ladies out there that are interested in Signing a weird billion-year contract to be with Beck. Do you think he's going to stay, though? Because I I thought at one point he wanted to leave. I don't know. And that she... And that, you know, it's a bitch to try and divorce when you're a Scientologist. I want that on on a (laughs) t-shirt. It's a bitch to divorce a Scientologist. (laughs) So that's what I heard. I could be wrong. We'll, We'll see. It'll depend on who his next, you know, his next girlfriend is. But so when 
when like when you want to get divorced in Scientology, yeah. you know, you have to go through all these auditing courses and all this these counseling sessions and that shit costs like they charge you for every little thing that on that leah remini reality show she said they charge you for every little you know session so the good news is that beck and marissa aren't going to have to fight over his reported 25 million dollar fortune because he spent it all on those auditing classes so yeah that's good that's good for them. So <laughs> Katy Perry and Orlando Bloom got engaged on Valentine's Day because, Aww. of course, they did. She posted a picture of the engagement ring he gave her, and it's a flower with a big pink jewel in the middle. It's basically a sweet secret. <laughs> it's like a sweet secret ring. It is. Do you remember a- that? Oh, yeah, I do. And I love that ring. So it reportedly cost $5 million. Uh. So Orlando gave his ex-wife, Miranda Kerr, a similar ring. Uh, is a flower shape with both, all diamonds. So this will be a second marriage for both. Katie was married to Russell Brand for a minute. I wanted to forget about that, but, but this engagement are. reminded me of it. Where does how, where does Orlando Bloom get the money? I'm like, where does he get off? Lord of the yeah. Rings? I mean, I guess, but all he was just like an elf in it. Like, it's not like he was like the ring or the lord or anything. So The ring. <laughs> <laughs> well, he gets it somehow. Yeah. I just hope that they honeymoon. Somewhere. Wait, what else was he in? Seriously, what else? Okay, he was in Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. What else was he in? Um. Oh, he was in that movie with Kirsten Dunst. That like Cameron Elizabeth Town. He was in that. Oh my god! Yes, that was before Lord of the Rings, right? No, I think it was in the middle of it. Okay, so we got two Orlando Bloom. So good, yeah. good question. I don't know where he got the money, but she, maybe she paid for it. I mean, probably. But see, this is some sexist shit to me. Because, like, the woman is always required to, you know, show her engagement ring on Instagram. Right. Why doesn't the guy get an engagement ring? Like, why doesn't Orlando on Instagram, well, yeah, on Instagram showing his engagement ring? And by that, I mean his the engagement cock ring. I knew where that was going. By that, I mean, yeah. And by that, I mean, I just want to see his cock again. Yeah. So yeah, you definitely knew where I was going. I was going to Cockville with that. I'm like, are we going? Are we going down a road of uh, uh, equality? Nope. Nope. We're gonna talk about a nope. penis. That's Straight where I wanted to, to go. <laughs> yeah. So we call almond milk almond milk, right? Yeah. What so else would you some call dairy it? Right? Farm- well, some dairy farmers don't think we should call it milk since they don't think it's milk, and the dairy industry is hurting. So a farmer named Al Overland tells the Minneapolis Star Tribune that almond milk should be called nut juice <laughs> or whatever else besides milk. And Allison and I chose the story just so we could say nut juice. Oh, yeah. Pretty much. Yeah, start the tally right now because I'm going to try to get say it at least five times. So Bust the nut juice, <laughs> nut juice city limits, nut, nut juice, juice city limits. <laughs> weird. I think that's a weird Al song. So I think I understand what that what Al is trying to get at here. The only problem is I'm sure that like an adult film company already owns the trademark on the term nut juice. So yeah, they probably make merchandise. I'm guessing it's like a protein shake that you drink before you film um, like a extended scene. An orgy scene. Yeah. 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 But I don't know. We're not going to call it nut juice. No. What what would you call it? Because. Well, no, because my mom drinks almond milk, and I do not want her to hear her say nut juice. Like, I love my ears way too much. I don't want to hear it. So we're not going to do nut juice. Not today, not ever. 
No. So n- next February, Carib- uh, Western Caribbean Cruise plans to launch a Golden Girls themed cruise from Miami with stopovers in Key West and Cozumel. Perfect. There will be a cheesecake party, a fancy dress up party, bingo night, and karaoke at the Rusty Anchor. Prices start at $1,000 for a standard room. Not bad, I guess. Yeah. And $1,200 for a room with a balcony. Sign me up. Oh my gosh. Does every, well, I hope that every room comes with a complimentary glass of room temperature water for you to put your polydent tabs in to soak your dentures. Do you have to use room temperature? You don't have to, but it helps. So this is a cruise with a Golden Girls theme, right? Yes. So it's basically going to be a big old gay cruise (laughs) full of old queens. So again, sign me up. And they should really go with it by selling cheesecake flavored lube. And they should have a store called Condoms, Rose! Condoms! 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 <laughs> a, Wait, little, a pop-up shop. Yeah. Literally a pop-up shop. <laughs> that, that's my bone joke. intended. Exactly. <laughs> so, and finally, as we know, as we talked about earlier, Carl Lagerfeld um, died, leaving behind his soulmate, Chopet Lagerfeld. She's a, if you don't know, she's like a fluffy white cat that he took from one of his muses, this mo- male model. It was, was Chopet him? originally belonged to him. Okay. But then Carl just took him. Oh, see, I thought so, you meant he like took it from him. Like the male model's name was like Chopet. So he named it after him. Oh, no. Chopet belonged to the male model. Okay. And then Carl took Chopet from the male model. Yeah. So. Uh, she has her own maid. She has her own personal fortune, which is worth reportedly $3.4 million, mm-hmm. thanks to modeling, gigs, and merchandise. So before his death, Carl told Numero magazine that Chopet is one of his heirs to his $200 million fortune. Uh, Michael, you're going to have to finish the rest of the podcast without me because... I need to step out and go rent a cat costume and trick a cat into marrying me without a prenup. Or should I say a pawnup? Oh my God. Let's not. That's like nut juice. Yeah, but uh, just say nut juice again. <laughs> nut juice. But all jokes aside, I'm going to go try to marry that cat. So. Yeah, you should. I want that money. And I, I haven't been this jealous of a white pussy since I watched Pamela Anderson and, te- and Tommy Lee's sex date. <laughs> And that was terrible. That was terrible. That was almost worse than Pana. <laughs> that juice. The Oscars are this Sunday, February 24th, and they're mm-hmm. definitely going to be a train wreck. Like, there's no host. They go back and forth on whether or not they're going to present all the awards live on TV. And Adam Lambert is opening the show with Queen, and they're going to do Bohemian Rhapsody, so... It's oh going God. to be a mess. Yeah. They're I, I going really to be can't wait. I know. They're going to be rolling out the red carpet. I would say like it's going to be like 10 minutes after the show has started. It's going to be that much of a mess. Yeah, they're not even going to have a red carpet. It's just going to be like pavement. Yeah. It's going to be red duct tape. Dirt. So no, it's going to be like when I was uh I think it was high school. Or maybe it was junior high school, but there was like a school dance and it was like red carpet theme, but they didn't have a red carpet, so they just put red construction paper to be the red carpet so that's pretty much what it's gonna be yes i'd love to see pictures of that they're all burned i burned them all so since allison and i did such a wonderful job at predicting the grammys Mm -hmm. she got zero percent right i got 50 percent right 
we're going to try our best with the Oscars. So yeah. you can redeem yourself here, Allison. I think, yeah, I like my odds here. Okay, so let's start with best original screenplay. The favorite, first reformed, Green Book, Roma, Vice. So I really think it's going to be the favorite. Okay, I went just, with the favorite too. Buzz. Yeah. Well, I saw it and it's like full of dirty lesbian talk, which I love. So the favorite you, the favorite me. Okay, yes. best adapted screenplay. The Ballad of Buster Scruggs, Black Klansman, Can You Ever Forgive Me, If Beale Street Could Talk, A Star Is Born. I think it's going to be Black Klansman because Spike Lee has actually been like working the award show circuit this year. And I know the Academy likes that kind of thing. So I think they're going to give it to him. I'm going with you too, Black Klansman. Ooh, two for two. Best original song. All the stars from Black Panther, All Fight from RBG, The Place Where Lost Things Go from Mary Poppins Returns, Shallow from A Star is Born, When a Cowboy Trades His Spurs for Wings from The Ballad of Buster Scruggs. Okay, so I'll say this. It should be All Fight from RBG because it was written by Diane Warren, and Diane Warren is uh, truly the Susan Lucci of the Best Original Song category. She's been nominated 10 times, and she's never won. So it should be Diane Warren. It's not going to be. It's definitely going to be Lady Gaga and Shallow, right? Like, is there any question? It's going to be Shallow because, duh. It's definitely going to be. So Best Supporting Actress, Amy Adams, Vice, Marina de Tavira, Roma, Regina King, If Beale Street Could Talk, Emma Stone, The Favorite, Rachel Weisz, The Favorite. If Regina Wynn doesn't, or if Regina King doesn't win, I'm going to like flip my TV over. So I'm not even going to put out energy into the universe. Yeah, because you don't want to buy a new TV. No, I can't afford that shit. No, it's so for me, it's Regina King. I'm going with Regina King too. So, so, so far, this is a thrilling match because we both are predicting the same thing but I think it's going to change I think it's going to change here so best supporting actor Mahershala Ali Green Book Adam Driver Black Klansman Sam Elliott A Star is Born Richard E. Grant Can You Ever Forgive Me Sam Rockwell Vice I think it's going to be Richard E. Grant shit Allison we're saying the same fucking thing Okay, but can I say this? Yeah. I want it to be Richard E. Grant. I think it's going to be Richard E. Grant. But if I was like betting money on this, I'd say Mahershala Ali. Well, everyone is saying, everyone is saying Mahershala. And everyone is, seems yeah. to be saying the same thing for, you know, the main categories. And that never happens mm-hmm. where everybody, you know, that never happens where they all get them right. So that's why I'm trying to yeah. mix them up. So that's why I went with okay. Richard E. Grant. Because everyone's saying Mahershala. So I'm going to say Richard E. Grant. And so are you. So yeah. best okay. actress. Uh, Yalitza Aparicio Roma, Glenn Close, The Wife, Olivia Coleman, The Favorite, Lady Gaga, Star is Born, Melissa McCarthy, Can You Ever Forgive Me? Yeah. I mean, it should be Olivia Coleman, but it's going to be Glenn Close, which I'm okay with that. I'm going with Glenn Close, too. Okay. Yeah. Best Actor, Christian Bale, Vice, Bradley Cooper, Star is Born, William Defoe at Eternity's Gate, Rami Malek, Bohemian Rhapsody, Vigo Mortensen, Green Book. We're going to say the same thing. Did we pick the same person? One, two. Rami Malek. (laughs) Rami Malek. (laughs) Okay. Best director. Spike Lee, Black Klansman. Pavel Pavelkowski, Cold War. Yorgos Lanthimos, The Favorite. Alfonso Cuaron, Roma. And Adam McKay, Vice. Do you want to say at the same time? Yeah. 
Okay, one, one two, two, three. three. Alfonso Cuaron. <laughs> you really think it's going to be Spike Lee? I think this could be. I went back and forth, but everyone's saying Alfonso Cuaron, so I was like, I'm going to go with Spike Lee. And it could be his year. He deserves it. So finally, Best Picture, Black Klansman, Black Panther, Bohemian Rhapsody, The Favorite, Green Book, Roma, A Star is Born, Vice. I know we both said the same thing here. Do you think so? Green Book? I said Roma. You said Green Book? Oh, see, I said Green Book. Yeah. Oh, my God. Why? You could be right. I think it's between Roma and Green Book. I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of like old, there's a lot of old men Oscar voters. And I think they're like, they're the type that would be like, I sure did like that movie about when those two men came together from different backgrounds. And I I saw Roma. It wasn't about no Rome. Yeah, they're like, I saw I saw that Gladiator movie before. Gladiator. <laughs> okay, so well, hopefully one of us comes out on top. What yeah. is coming out well, on top? Didn't... Better than 50%. Yeah, I think so. I mean, we pretty much guessed all the same ones anyway. So we're, yeah, and I think we got them all right. We definitely got them all right. We're both going to, because there's going to yeah. be ties in the categories that we chose different choices. That category is going to tie. So we're both going to come Imagine out. If- yeah, 100%. Yeah, imagine if it is Mahershala Ali and Richard E. Grant. They pull like an All-Stars 4. <laughs> and if it was Green Book and Roma. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, this is going to be a train wreck Oscar, so I, I'm not going to put it past them. So that's mm-hmm. that. We'll find out how we did on their next episode. And that ends mm-hmm. this episode. So if you have any questions you for us, like if you have an uh, advice question you want us to answer for our shit advice column... Mm-hmm. Um, you can email us at dtp at delisted.com, dtp at delisted.com. And if you haven't already, subscribe and rate us. I promise to say Orion. Is it Orion? It's Orion. Orion, yeah. correctly, from now on, if you subscribe yes. and rate. So that ends the show. Uh, see you later. See you later. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye.